0: Salvation. And we pray that we would celebrate that this morning with hearts of joy and faithfulness to you. Thank you that we can uh, sing and play and celebrate in your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Ever since Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, Humanity has been exiled in a world separated from God. But God, with his infinite mercy and grace, promised a Messiah who would one day come to pay a ransom to set us, the captives, free. And thereby, once again, we could be with God. The Word of God says in Isaiah 7.14, Therefore, the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Now the, choir. now the choir will sing one verse and the chorus of the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, in English and in Spanish. And we ask the congregation afterwards to join us in singing the first and fourth verse and chorus of the hymn. I'd like to make a little edit there. If you could sing the first and third verse, it's only three
1: verses. Okay.
0: When the time came for the Messiah to be born, God chose Mary to be the mother. Elizabeth, a relative of Mary, told her in a loud voice, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, and blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord." And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. Now, as the soloist, accompanied by the choir, sing Born in Me, imagine that you were Mary at the time Jesus was born. Humbly wanting God's perfect peace and rejoicing in your hope that Emmanuel has come.
2: Times I wonder what if I had been there on the night that you. Won't you come and dwell? Let your perfect peace be born.
0: After the Messiah, Jesus, was born, angels from God appeared to humble shepherds announcing his birth, and an angel of the Lord stated to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Therefore the shepherds went to find Jesus and they found him. And once they had seen Jesus, the word of God says, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Now the children's choir will sing the song, For unto us a son is born. Jesus came to serve humanity by showing us the way to salvation. The Word of God says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus once said here on earth, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. As the soloist sings the song, The Living God, you will notice the contrast between making your heart a temple or stable. Jesus, our living God, came humbly into this world. And for him to abide in us, we need to follow his way and humble ourselves.
3: Let the sea temple but it's long
0: Jesus died on the cross so that we could later live with him. The word of God says, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. And now Pastor Jermaine will sing the song, Were You There? Or does it look like we'll have the children's choir now? Okay. <laughs> little, little different order of things. Now the children's choir will sing, For Unto Us a Child is Born.
4: I don't think we have begun to truly understand or feel what the disciples felt when Jesus died on Calvary's cross. The intense emotion having lost not just a friend but their hope because they had seen Jesus as more than just a friend. He was the hope of Israel and the disciples having seen him on Calvary's cross having died. You just imagine the feeling they were experiencing that evening. And as the days went on, the feeling they had as they realized that Jesus was still in the tomb Friday and then Saturday. And then the hope restored the first day of the week when Jesus was resurrected. I'm happy that today we not only celebrate or think about the birth of Jesus Christ, but everything else that he has done for you and I. And his gift of life that was offered to us on Calvary's cross makes it possible for you and I to be here today. Please uh, meditate with me on the words, Were you there when they crucified my Lord?
5: My Lord Were you there When they crucified My Lord Oh Sometimes it causes me My Lord Were you there When they nailed him to the tree? Were you there When they nailed him to the tree? the tree, were you there when they laid him in the tomb? too. So- up from the grave Were you there when he rose up from the grave Oh Sometimes I feel Like shouting, glory, glory, glory. Were you there when he rose up from the grave?
6: from the manger to the grave the story of Jesus is a wonderful story and um, I just love stories I'm not sure if you're the kind of person who loves stories but I'm the kind of person that if I start reading a book I have to finish it to the very end And I've noticed that that's passed on to my daughter as well. I have to be careful when I'm reading her her goodnight story because if it's too long of a book, she will not go to sleep until I finish the story. And and many times for Christmas, we begin the story, but we never end the story. And this program, this musical program, is not just about introducing A child from heaven. But as you've been hearing the songs, it was from the manger to the grave. And guess what? The story is still not over yet. Is that good news? And you're part of the story. And I'm part of the story. And it's such a shame that so many people have never heard this story. Have never experienced this story of the Messiah. In fact, I was just hearing this week of many people during this time of the year who have celebrated Christmas their whole lives but have never heard the story of Jesus. For many of them, their first experience of listening to the Christmas story is watching Charlie Brown's Christmas special. (laughs) And as they watch that cartoon and they watch the hustle and bustle of the bind and all the things that Christmas brings. All of a sudden in the middle of that Christmas special the Bible is open to the book of Luke chapter 2 and many people have told me I had never heard the story till I watched that show and Luke chapter 2 was read out loud. Well friends today I want to give you a passage in the Bible that summarizes the whole story. The whole story of why we are celebrating during this season with millions across the world. The birth of Jesus. But I want to give you the rest of the story. I want to invite you to open to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. If you don't have a Bible, and you could see, I invite you to look behind me as we read our Bible verse for today and it says this for unto us a child is born to unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father Prince of Peace. I'm going to ask if you could leave the Bible verse, verse number 6 up there. You know, many of us have gone through Christmases of feasts, and many of us have gone through Christmases of famines. How many of you have gone on Christmas where you didn't even receive one present? Anybody here? Okay, we've all been there, right? I remember there were times that my parents were struggling, and there was really nothing except a delicious meal on Christmas. But there was other times when my parents were doing well, and I remember one particular Christmas. My mom was working full-time as a nurse. My father's construction business was going very well. Business was booming. And that year, I didn't receive one Christmas gift. I didn't receive two Christmas gifts. I received five Christmas gifts. Can you believe that? And there's something different about Hispanic families. We don't open our gifts on Christmas morning. We open our gifts on Christmas Eve. Christmas is on Christmas Eve for us. And I remember that particular Christmas, the one where it was a feast of everything. Then my parents brought out the first gift. And they gave me that gift and I opened it up and I was thanking them so much when they said, wait up, wait up, wait up, we got something else. And out, not from under the tree, but from a closet comes another gift. And while I'm still enjoying that second gift, then out of the garage comes a a third gift, a fourth gift, and a fifth gift. My mind was blown and to this day, I'd rather get a bunch of cheap gifts. Than to just get one very big gift. You give me, you give me socks. You know, you give me a tie from Goodwill. I don't care. You give me five gifts. I feel like I'm getting more. And, and when it comes to Jesus, He's the gift that didn't come just once, but He's the gift that keeps on, that keeps on giving. When you read that name there, you understand. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. But then it goes to call him Wonderful Counselor. You see, every Christmas, you get to open up Jesus and accept him anew. you. And he's not just one gift, but he could be many gifts to you. You see, this year and the coming year, he could be your Wonderful Counselor. Would you like to open up that gift? Maybe you don't know. Who are you going to marry? And you need some counseling if that person is the right one. Maybe you don't know what your school you're going to go to or what profession you're going to choose. And you need a counselor. Maybe you don't know if you're going to move here or move there. Would you like a wonderful counselor for a Christmas gift this year to guide you in your life decisions? Amen? Amen? But that's not it. We have a second gift for you this morning. Because we also have a mighty God. There's times in our lives when we need the mighty God. When you get that diagnosis of cancer, you need a mighty God. When you get laid off of work, you need a mighty God. When you feel like your marriage is not going well and it's falling apart, you need a mighty God. When your children are making bad decisions and you don't know if they're walking in the ways of the Lord, you need a mighty God. Would you need a mighty God present this year? Amen. But that's not it. Because there's more gifts to open. Let me pull it out from under the piano. Because our Jesus is the gift that gift keeps on giving. And he's also the everlasting Father. Some of you are struggling with relationships. Maybe you feel like you don't have anyone who loves you this Christmas. Maybe you feel very lonely. Maybe you feel isolated, alienated from people, from family. But you do have an everlasting father. Someone who wants to have a relationship, not just for a moment, not just because he could provide or give something to him. He wants to be with you forever and forever, no matter what he has chosen you. And he wants to enter into a relationship and call you son and daughter. You will not be alone this year because I am in a relationship with you. Would you like that gift this year? Would you like that gift? But there's still one more. There's still one more. And we're going to pull that under this Christmas tree right here. And open that up. And that's called Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And if you have had a year of anxiety, a year of stress, a year of uncertainty, and you just feel like you need to take medication, you just feel like maybe you need to Eat the stress away. Or maybe you need to get into other bad habits like alcohol or smoking or anything else to deal with the stress and the anxiety of life. Open up this gift and accept it into your life. He is the Prince of Peace. And when you receive him, you get that peace that passes all understanding. But the first sentence says... For unto us a child is born. That means he came as a a man. But unto us a son is given. But that man was the son of, of God. You see, when Jesus was given to us as the greatest gift that was ever given, Jesus was wrapped in flesh and blood like a There was a shepherd many years ago who found that he had two sheep that were about to give birth during the same time. And that night, the two sheep gave birth, but there was a double tragedy. Because the first birth, the little lamb survived, but the mother died giving birth. And in the second one, the mother gave birth, but the baby died, and the mother lived. And so for, for the shepherd, it was an easy solution, or so it seemed. Take the lamb that lived, and connect it with the mother who lived. Well, you see, it wasn't that simple, because when the shepherd would bring that little lamb to the mother, the mother would, would smell it and reject it. And no matter how hard that shepherd tried to unite them and combine them, that mother would not take to that lamb that spelled nothing like her child. But then finally the shepherd had an idea. He went to the dead lamb and took its coat off. it, And he went to the living lamb and he wrapped it around that living lamb. And he brought that little living lamb wrapped with the skin of the dead lamb to the mother. And the mother was once again going to reject it when all of a sudden she smelled a familiar smell. It was that of her child. And even though once she was rejecting that lamb, she now accepted it as her own. We were alienated from God. We were separated from God. We could never be received by God. But God chose to wrap His Son, Jesus Christ, in our flesh, in our blood. And you could wrap yourself in the grace and righteousness of Jesus Christ. And thus, this gift can be the gift that keeps on giving. Not just because He's a wonderful counselor. Not just because He's a mighty God. Not just because he's an everlasting father and prince of peace. Because this is the gift that has combined you with the life-giving being of our God, the Father. So you hear this Christmas season, and you haven't accepted this gift. Oh, I am begging you. Don't leave it under the Christmas tree. Don't leave it unwrapped. Jesus was given for you the greatest gift of all time. And this morning is the morning that you will either receive that gift or you shall reject that gift. That Christmas was even more special because as I said, Hispanics finish Christmas on Christmas Eve. We stay up until midnight, we eat away, we open up our gifts and the next morning is just like ah, eh, it's you know, leftover food, Christmas Day isn't really that special. We did it already. But this Christmas became even more special. Because as I came down that stairs, I was surprised to find one last gift under the Christmas tree. Yes, I was spoiled that year. I know what you're thinking. (laughs) I was very spoiled that year. And this was the grandest and best gift I had ever received in my whole life. I still remember it to this day. I unwrapped it, and it was a a pirate boat about this size, and it was huge, and it had all the figurines, and I could open the the boat and see how they lived in their quarters and had the sails. I lifted that boat out, and I thanked my parents so much that they had left the best for, for last. They had left the best for last, and let me tell you something. Praise God for his first advent. But God has his best gift for last. Because the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 1 verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God's greatest last gift beyond all these other gifts is found in verse 7. Let us read that one, the next verse, uh, following this one. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 9, verse 7, Of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over His kingdom, to order and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The Bible is telling us that the very next gift is that he will be Lord of Lords because he will have the government upon his shoulder and there shall be no end. Guess what? That hasn't happened yet. That's the gift still to be unwrapped. Because Jesus came once and he's offered you the gifts that I've mentioned before. But he's coming the second time. And the second time will be to give you the greatest gift of all time. To take you to live with him for all eternity. Amen. And the question is, why are we here? Just to celebrate the beginning of the story or also to celebrate the Amen. end of the story. That's why we are, many baptized members called 7 day Adventists Because we're waiting to unwrap. That last gift of the second coming of Jesus Christ. This morning, I want to ask you. Are you ready to receive Jesus for the second time in your life? You know what would have been sad? If this group would have, would have prepared all that music. And they would have showed up this morning. Tell me this would have been sad to you. And you stand up in front, and it's empty. Would that have been nice, or would that have been The Bible tells us that there was a great light that came from heaven, a star guiding the wise men to the birthplace of Jesus. The Desire of Ages, a biography of Jesus, tells us that that star was really angel. And they had one message to give. And they had been preparing their choir music for ages. And as they came down to Jerusalem to deliver that message, that Jesus the Messiah had come, no one was there to receive it. No one was thinking about it. No one was talking about it. And in their shame, they left the church. They were leaving Jerusalem when they, by chance, came across a hill of shepherds talking among themselves about the Messiah. And here, among the humble shepherds, they decided to sing the song that they had been preparing And the way that you could express that this morning is by making a public commitment that you don't want to move forward this year without accepting that Jesus is coming soon and you want to be ready. So as the choir is singing,
5: I see prophecies fulfilled and signs of the times. They're appearing everywhere. I can almost hear the Father as he said, Son, get your children. And at the midnight, cry, midnight cry, 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 the bride of Christ will rise. Jesus steps up on a
1: cloud to call his children. Oh, oh the dead
5: in Christ shall rise. Dead in Christ shall rise. that remain shall be quickly changed they shall be changed at the midnight, cry. At the midnight cry when Jesus comes again and then those that remain those that remain comes again at the midnight cry cry, when Jesus comes comes again Jesus comes
0: Thank you so much. I was touched and offer the benediction. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is upon you. Your Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Amen.
6: Let's stand and sing the closing hymn, Um, (laughs) number 204. Closing hymn, first and second verse. Go ahead. Do you feel the Spirit of God moving in this house? And we want to remind you that this is a spiritual service. And so now as we end our service, we want to invite you guys to join us for community, to eat downstairs. But I know that many of you have been moved in your heart, and you've made decisions this morning. So I want to invite uh, those who have felt the presence of God in their life, or who have felt a need to further talk to God, to join me in the front here as the service ends, and we're going to have a time, a a season of prayer here all together. We want to ask the rest of you uh, who will not join us to go ahead and quietly uh, exit from the sanctuary and uh, join us downstairs for a meal. But we want to continue letting God work in our hearts, especially for those who want to join us for prayer. But let us close with one last prayer in community. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you that you came and that you are coming again. And that you will once more be Emmanuel, God with us face to face. And we will be able to see the holes in your hands and feet and the piercing on your side. And we will be able to enjoy the gift of your presence for all eternity. And that's why we've come here, Lord, to rededicate ourselves to you and receive you the greatest gift ever given once more. I pray that everyone who has been here and through this service would gain spiritual strength and continue to walk with you until you return again as you did the first time. This I ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We want to invite those who want to stay with prayer to come forward and the rest of you could please exit the sanctuary. Thank you so much.